Change will not come if we wait for some other person or if we wait for some other time. We are the ones we've been waiting for. continue to rely only on our military in order to achieve the national security objectives that we've set. We've got to have a civilian national security force that's just as powerful, just as strong, just as well-funded. about communism, cultural Marxism, Alinsky, and Islam. Also find very interesting guests, including former CIA agents, authors, and friends. Reza, thank you very, very much for, uh, for contacting us and uh, agreeing to join us here on uh, Stay Mad Radio. 
Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, as promised, with me on the line is uh, our guest, Charles Faddis. Uh, open your mic right now. Charles, welcome back to Stay Mad Radio. How are you, sir? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me back. No, that's, that's my pleasure. Uh, our, our pleasure. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna break right into bringing him right on. Uh, Usama, uh, thank you for joining me here on uh, Stay Mad Radio. I really appreciate it. Well, it's my joy to be with you, brother, and I uh, hope and I pray that the Lord will use it tonight. Her name is Janie Johnson. She wrote the book "Don't Take My Lemonade Stand." How are you today, Janie? I'm doing great, David. How are you? I'm fine. I think this is her now. Uh, is this Addie? I Hello. am here. Handle the truth. 24-7 Internet Talk Radio. Socialism is not, is not an option. Vote with the candidate that most closely comes to your worldviews, whatever those may be. Oh, you got a great show. Thank I'm, you. I'm, I'm impressed with your callers and Dave and everyone on that show. It's just a great show. You're very well informed. It's, it's, it's run like a tight ship. It's, it's very good. I'm sorry for those who who you know who support that that lifestyle. Right. But true. Cons- it's impossible. We've said this before. It's impossible to right. be a true conservative and gay. It's so, just impossible. Heaven help you guys if the Republicans actually win in 2012. Because I'll be gunning for those social so-called for those so-called folks. Uh, I'm sorry. Did I speak clearly enough for this? Friday evening, I had the opportunity to appear on Tesla's program. Uh, Tesla hosts three different programs. Uh, and I appeared on the Friday Night Roundtable program, which was sort of the less, it's the less serious. You've got some, but, but I was on the Friday Night Show, which allowed me to riff on top. Well, I want to I want to thank you so much for having me on. You you have a rocking program. Thank you. Uh, this has been very energetic, and getting the message out is the most important thing. Do not ignore this show. Tesla is you got a fantastic show, and I just want to say God bless America. We got a lot of work ahead of us. So stop, uh, because obviously uh, you know I'm I'm very conservative. Uh, I'm not religious orientated. Believe me, people who know me know that if I went into a church, it would probably burst into flames. Probably. Oh, geez. And David, thank you. I love you. Kisses, kisses, kisses. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't want to go there. Good night and God bless. Socialism is not an option. Why not go there? It's a nice place to go. Hey, I tell you what, we're back. Wow, and it feels so good to be back. Um, <clears throat> you know, you're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Hey, I was out for a few days because I wasn't feeling very well at all. I was uh, suffering from a very bad cold and flu, um, coughing, sneezing, all of that all in one big deal. And I didn't want to burden anybody with having to, um, you know, do my show while I was out. Uh, but from now on, I'll, I'll always have a, a guest host so that uh, at least we, we can still get the word out. But you know what? Um, Tesla... 2020, uh, G-Ski, uh, David, and, and a whole host of other Sarge and a, and a, and a whole host of other uh, Rapid Fire uh, blog talk hosts, that, you know, they do a pretty good job of covering the field while I'm away, and even when I'm here. You're listening to, once again, the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. We are back. The call-in number is 347-884-8500. Today's date, January 30th. Wow. 2012 A.D. Beautiful old town Alexandria, Virginia, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. Now, this is old news by now, but uh, I was 
going through some of my Facebook um, uh, 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 pages on the Facebook page, and I noticed that a, a whole lot of the the sisters were making comments about President Obama and his his singing at the Apollo um, not so long ago. Uh, take a listen. know that uh, Reverend Al Green was here. I'm so in Those guys didn't think I would do it. I told you I was going to do it. And the Sandman did not come out. I, I, uh, don't worry, Rev. I, I cannot sing like you, but I, didn't, I just wanted to show my appreciation. All right. You could just hear the panties drop on Facebook, or rather you could visualize them, and of course in the audience at the Apollo. The ladies ate it up, and even some of the guys. I'll tell you what, some of the comments that were made, oh, that's my president, oh, we just love him, he's so cool, he's so smooth, wow, I'm voting again for President Obama. Of course I noted that, in the black population, President Obama has completely ignored those folks and even called them out when he did pay what little attention he did to the population. He told them to stop crying, stop whining, get their marching boots on, take their slippers off, blah, blah, blah. Basically chastised the black community. Didn't have anything nice to say. In fact, he hasn't had anything nice to say about black people at all. Since he's been president, and even on the campaign trail, he complained that most black fathers don't even do their jobs as parents, that they're poor parents, that they need to be more responsible, taking care of their kids. Here, here, I agree with that. But here's the deal. I'm going to be completely honest with you right here and right now. I understand it. I understand it because... There was a time when I felt the same way about a presidential candidate. So I understand it. I do. I mean, you get – for me, I was a young guy, and I'm talking about President Clinton. When I was a young guy, back when President Clinton was running for president, I didn't really understand all the – all the ramifications of political policy. And I didn't really understand what Clinton's policies were. I didn't understand what he wanted to do, where he wanted to take the country, any of that stuff. Because most candidates speak in generalities anyway. But what I did dig was him appearing on MTV and, appear and, and appealing to my generation at the time. And the whole question about – I guess it was a 10-part question where he was asked questions about his personal life, and one was does he prefer boxers or briefs? 
Anybody remember that? And then what really captured my attention was when he appeared on the Arsenio Hall show. He was wearing a rather bland tie with his black suit. And apparently he stripped off that tie and put on a tie that was a lot more colorful that he'd gotten from someone in the audience. And he got up on stage and joined in a, an impromptu jam session. And I dug it. And you know what? I voted for President Clinton. Over George Bush Sr., I voted for Clinton because I thought he was so cool. You know, folks were talking about how he was um, like Kennedy. And I even remember viewing a picture of Kennedy shaking hands with a young Bill Clinton on the White House lawn. I was so awestruck with the guy. So much so that I ignored the warnings of my main man, Rush Limbaugh, and even became angry with Rush for talking so bad about my guy, Bill Clinton. Because, hey, Bill Clinton was so cool. He was so cool. How could you not like a guy who likes to chase some skirt every now and then and who can play the sax and who's so cool? How could you fault a guy like that? I was blinded. His policies, well, I didn't really know much about his policies and what he was really interested in, you know, how he wanted to take the country, but it didn't matter because he was so cool. Take a listen to this and see if your panties don't drop. Wasn't that cool? Didn't you dig it? That was Bill Clinton wearing a really colorful tie, and he put on some shades that he borrowed right impromptu and got up and played the sax. That's what got me. That's why I dug him, and I voted for him. And then he won the presidency, and then he turned around. And did all kinds of weird, crazy things that I didn't approve of. Things that uh, were contrary to my political belief system. But I was fooled. I was fooled. Black people, and these are the people I'm referring to, because they're the only ones who are on the YouTube 
you know, basically, you know, swooning over the fact that Barack Obama can hold a tune and his policies, well, well, like Tom Joyner said, hey, just never mind the facts. Vote for him because he's black. And I didn't even mean to rhyme there. Al Sharpton, Sheila Jackson Lee. This whole differ with Barack Obama and your racist thing is getting old, isn't it? Well, well, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in just a in just a couple of minutes. We'll be right back. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. What college do you dream of sending your kids to? Yale, Harvard, Princeton. Forget it. Those are the universities of yesteryear. The school of the future is COC. Community Organizer College. I'm a graduate, and I just took control of General Motors. And now I'm thinking of taking over Chrysler, too. Maybe. Or selling it to an Italian bicycle company. Uh, I think. Want your kids to run a giant company or even an entire industry like healthcare, banking, or insurance? Enroll him or her at COC Community Organizer College. Do you want your darlings to have trillions of, of dollars of, of money to spread around? Apply to Community Organizer College. Our teachings are based on a major breakthrough in education. It's not what you know. It's what people think you know. At COC, Community Organizer College, we don't waste time teaching English, history, math, science, or business management. We teach cool. We teach pompous. We teach teleprompter. Doublespeak. Seducing the media. Community Organizer College. Where your kids can learn to run a company or a country. Who knows? Uh, maybe the entire planet. Community Organizer <laughs> College. Capacity is limited. Better act now for an application. I'm going to Disney World. Oh, I'm going to Disney World. I'm going to go to Disney World. Well, not really, but I am going to be listening to three fantastic radio shows during the Florida primary all-night special. Listen to the election results, analysis, and insightful political dialogue from Tesla, Doc Jones, David Graham, G-Ski Rocks, and GGT on Tuesday night. January 31st from 7 p.m. until 1 a.m. A six-hour marathon of real results from real conservatives featuring three fantastic conservative radio shows on Blog Talk Radio. Your primary analysis begins at 7 p.m. with the dean of Blog Talk Radio, Tesla, and his socialism is not an option, with commentary from Doc Jones of the Situation Report radio show. Next up at 9 p.m. will be David Graham and G. Ski Rocks of 2020 Radio, who will be bringing us the middle evening results and an accurate picture of what is happening during the Florida primary. And completing the final results at 11 p.m. will be GGT of the conservative prime time show. He'll give the final analysis and great commentary conclusions to close out the evening. 
You won't need to go to Disney. Just listen to Tesla, Doc Jones, Dave, G-Ski, and G-G-T on Tuesday night, January 31st, 2012 for the Florida Primary All-Night Special right here on Blog Talk Radio. All right, we're back with the C. Robert Jones Situation Reports. Call in numbers 347-884-8500. Hey, listen. If you don't agree with Barack Hussein Obama's policies and you're white, then you're a racist. If you oppose Barack Hussein Obama and you want him to fail in his effort to socialize this country, you're a racist if you're white. If you're black, then you're a sellout. You don't know your place. Shame on you for not supporting the first black president of the United States. Shame on you. You're, you've been brainwashed by whitey. Or you're just a hater. You are the crab in the barrel, dude. Now, for those of you who don't understand or don't know about the crab in the barrel theory, it relates to black people who, for whatever reason, don't like to see another brother advance or achieve, who try to bring him down. The theory is that a crab, you get a bucket of crabs, and the crabs are trying to crawl out of the barrel, but... Each crab is trying to crawl on top of the other crab to get out of the barrel and keep bringing the other crabs back down into the barrel. Crab in the barrel. Well, that's what you are if you're black and you don't agree with President Obama. Shame on you. What's the matter with you, black man? Get your mind right. He's black. He's the first black president in the United States. You have to support him. No matter what he does. If he hauls off and shoots someone in the head and drops them and buries them on the White House lawn, so what? He's the first black president. You have to support him. So what if the black population is suffering badly under this president, more so than any other president since uh, Roosevelt? So what? That's what it's all about. We must stick together. We must stick together. My goodness. Shame on you, black man. Support him. Support the brother. Sheila Jackson Lee has already made it known that disagreeing with the first black president instantly makes you a racist. Besides being at odds with Barack, more recently, Jackson Lee has also declared racist any mention by a white candidate that is of blue-collar work or, for that matter, any color food stamps. Never mind that more whites are, 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 are using food stamps than blacks. Somehow, food stamps have something to do with being black and racist. Thankfully, those food stamps no longer come in a multicolored booklet that Sheila Jackson Lee can scrutinize for racial undertones. Even so, according to the congresswoman, Newt Gingrich, 
daring to mention the word food stamps was inappropriate code word whose intent was merely to generate and signify race. Once again, more whites, almost double the number of whites are using food stamps than blacks. Somehow that's still racist. Now, Sheila Jackson Lee officially, uh, her, her official racially offended male counterpart, of course, Reverend Al Sharpton, has decided that if it seems rude and involves Obama and a Republican, it should immediately be exposed for what it is, racial antagonism. You are a racist if you oppose President Barack Hussein Obama. You are no damn good. Aren't we a little tired of this now? Haven't we gotten past it? The president of the United States is a fool. The president of the United States believes that somehow he's going to be able to fundamentally transform the United States into something other than what it is. Our country is not perfect. No country is. But he's not going to make this country perfect or in his own image or a little more perfect than it was before he took office. He's a charlatan, a con man, a con artist, attempting to get us to move in a direction that basically he was raised with. Socialism, Marxism, communism, whatever. We don't work that way. America isn't going to be that kind of country. But he believes that he can do it. So according to Al Sharpton, henceforth, if you're a petite Caucasian woman being reprimanded by a tall, imposing black president, and you're intimidated and overreact, then you're a racist. Governor Jan Brewer had the nerve to waggle her finger in the face of the president. Yes, he's the president of the United States, but he's just a man. He is no god. He holds the office of the president, and he represents a great deal of, of the American population. But Governor Jan Brewer has been known to talk with her hands on many occasions. And the president turned his back on her and walked away. The guy didn't even have class enough to simply greet, uh, greet Governor Brewer and say, hey, thank you for welcoming me, welcoming me to the, state, the great state of Arizona. And having a small little chit-chat, talk about the weather, and move your black ass on. But no... It was all oh, oh oh he was probably he was probably stewing the whole time during in the landing pattern. Oh, I'm gonna give that bitch a piece of my mind. I'm gonna tell her you don't talk to the president of the United States like this. You don't write incendiary things about the president of the United States. I'm the president. I'm the president. You don't write not cordial things about me in a book. I'm going I'm to give her a piece of my mind. Wait till I get off this plane. Hell no. So he gets off the plane, and instead of being like classy and saying, hey, thank you for welcoming, welcoming me to the great state of Arizona. My, we're having nice weather. I may have to get in a couple of rounds of golf while I'm here. 
Oh, and that free lunch you offered, I think I'll take you up on that. I've got just the place in mind. Bring your bring your purse. Bring your American Express black because we're going to charge up a few things. I'm bringing some guests with me too, Jan. You know, that kind of thing. But he was stewing, and he made an ass of himself yet again, yet again. It's sad. We've got Beach Bum in the house, Alexander Solo, Tesla, Southern Sense, 2020. Not sure if it's the black dude or the white dude in the 2020 guys right there. <laughs> G-Ski rocks. And my good friend David Graham. G-Ski did not make it to the football field this past weekend, even though he was invited. Don't know what happened. He could have easily played and then gotten to to the game, you know, gotten to, to do his show, but he didn't show. I don't know what's up. You know, what's up with that? But hey, I want to get to something really, really cool here. <laughs> you guys have got to hear this. I bet you haven't heard it. Adam Carolla. Do you know who I'm talking about? Adam Carolla laid the smack down on these entitlement folks, these handout folks. Now, I will admit that my son, my sons play soccer. And I was a soccer dad. I would pick the kids up, take them out. They play soccer. Oh, boy. And, and you should see. And, and those of you who are soccer moms or soccer dads know exactly how that goes. You get out there and you, hey, get in there, Nick. Get in there, David. Get in there. Get the ball. Kick it. Kick it. And, and we're all cheering them on. And at the end, they lose and they shake hands. And they, they go down the line and they smack each other's hands or shake hands. Well, my son, being my son, well, when it came time for them to run hands across each other, smack each other's hands. My son hogged a big loogie and spit it into his hand. And when the kid came by to smack his hand, he got a big wad of spit in his hand because that's how my son rolls. He does not suffer losing well, and rightly so. That's how a Jones, a Marine, raises his son. We do not take losing lightly. We do not shake hands after we lose. Hey, nice game, bro. Oh, man, it was good. No, 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 no. We're pissed because we lost. And so the mom complained that my son put spit in her son's hand. I said, well, you know, my son lost. He's upset by it. Well, it's just a game. No, 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 no. It's about winning and losing. And my son lost and he was not pleased with it. And thank God for that. But at the end of the soccer season, every single child gets a what? A, a, little, a cute little plastic trophy. So they're all winners. So all that effort that the other kids put into winning really didn't mean a damn thing. Because all they really got was a slightly larger, cheap plastic trophy than my son got. So I went into my son's room not so long ago, and I saw all these little cheap plastic trophies. 
But I didn't think of that. I thought of my son hogging a big fat loogie in his hand and then slapping the other kid's hand and the kid not knowing that he's going to get spit all over his hands. <laughs> I can't help but applaud that. But Alan Carolla speaks of it. And I think he gets to the heart of the matter. So if you will, bear with me while we listen to Adam Carolla lay the smack down. Now, if you have small children listening to this show, cover their little ears because Adam uses quite a bit of foul language during the course of this interview. Dig it. Oh, damn. We're not digging it yet. Hold on. <laughs> oh, live radio, baby. They have these issues. Okay. All right, so it's going to come up here in a minute, and then uh, and then we'll 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 have it we'll have it for you. But in the meantime, does any of do any of you have those little kids? And and, and your soccer parents, soccer moms, soccer dads, and you have um, youngsters who play soccer, and they get the, these really cool little trophies that you actually pay for. And I don't know. I just think it's it's just kind of weird to to have this kind of thing go down. And there are no winners, and there are no losers. I find it to be odd, amazingly so. Here's Adam. Yeah, I, I just. I just heard today that uh, in California that uh, before. Before the economy fell apart, the uh, I think it was the top one percent of taxpayers paid for fifty percent of the taxes that came in here in California, and that's one percent paying for fifty percent. Not not good enough. Not good enough. I I, I understand some people have more than others. That's always going to be there, and uh, you even uh, well we started off this evening talking about the auto show and about how the crazy competition just led to these crazy, crazy cars. And I know sometimes it goes astray, but for the most part, it's the best system we have. And trying to get the top 1% to pay for the top bottom 55% or to pay in 55%, that's not the angle to choose. The angle's worrying about what the fuck the other 50% are doing, not what the top who's already paying way more than their fair share is doing. I, there's something that's come up in this country that didn't used to exist, which is envy. And it's, it's a big issue. And it, it was understood back in the day, and, and we, we are empowering, we, we're now dealing with the first wave of participation trophy uh, I, my, my own fecal matter doesn't stink, empowered. I feel so fucking good about myself. Um, everybody's a winner. There's no losers. We are dealing with the first wave of those fucking assholes. That's who we're dealing with now. Because this has been going on for about 25 years, and we're just starting to get maybe 20 years. Mm -hmm. And those kids were eight or nine years old. And we're getting the Is first, that the millennials? I think that's the name for these. I, I call them the ass douches. That's it. That colloquially, they're known as the ass. No, I saw that on 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 the news. Oh, okay. That's, that's I stand the thing. corrected. 
Yeah, Brian Williams called me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Brian White? Mm-mm. Hannah Kai. So what, what we have, I haven't really broken this down, but I'm going to try now. We created a bunch of fucking self-entitled monsters. Mm-hmm. And this has become the pursuit of my life, where people are so far out of it and what they expect and what they think realistic is and what the, the set of rules that pertains to them versus the other guys, because that's what the bottom line is. I want my most valuable player trophy. We're the slowest, fattest guy on the team. Why should he get one and I don't get one? Because he busts his ass and he runs a four four forty. That's why he gets one. Well, this is bullshit. And then everyone gets involved, and then everyone gives everyone a participation trophy, and then everyone feels good about themselves. It's not based on anything. You should feel good about yourself because of your accomplishments, not because somebody yelled at you to feel good about yourself and you got a fucking fake piece of plastic that was sprayed gold and had your name on a plaque on the bottom of it. And when these folks become adults and enter the workforce, and we, they've done stories about this, how you can't treat them, you know, the boss can't yell, hey, Let's go. Let's get back to work now. And, oh, oh, you raised your voice to me. You better watch your tone, buddy. My dad's a lawyer. I'll sue your ass. I'll take this company. Self-entitled pricks who think the world owes them a living. And now we're getting the first wave of these douchebags. And now they grew up. And it's fine if you grow up in this little snow globe of a life where everything is awesome and everyone gets participation trophy there's no losers well when you get shaken up and everything's awesome but then you get out into the real world and you realize i'm a fucking loser you're not doing that well you're not making that much money there's no more participation trophies this is the fucking la auto show you don't get to sit around and go hey here's my piece of shit i worked on everyone why aren't you guys buying it and then, instead of finding a fucking mirror and finding the reason why no one's buying your car, you just want to run around and yell at everyone else who's selling cars. And now you want to take shit and throw it at the cars because you want to fuck their cars up because that's what's going on. It's like instead of looking in the mirror and go, why the fuck am I not doing better? You just find some guys got more shit than you and go, hey, man, what do you need all that shit for? It's the same version of, hey, man, what do you need an MVP trophy for? Because I bust my ass. That's why. Or maybe I'm just genetically better than you. Either way, buddy, I got the trophy. So shut the fuck up and get the fuck back to work, or better yet, on the bench where you belong. This is what's going on. So they're, they're feeling shame. They've been shamed by life because they haven't been prepared for life. They've been told they've been had so much smoke blown up their fucking collective asses by the time they get out in the real world and they re- realize the real world doesn't give a fuck where you're from or what your mommy said you were or how pretty you are or what you do. They don't give a fuck what anyone and all those lies that were told to, you, to your parents about how special you are and how no one was created like you and all this bullshit advertised with Nike and all this like, it's just one you and you take it all and it's your world and all that Reebok shit doesn't mean shit when you get to the real world and you're just looked at as Peon number 27, who's putting in an application, and guess what? I don't like your attitude, douche. Fuck douche. Ass douche. Ass douche. Get your fucking feet off my desk and hit the bricks. I'm not hiring you. Then, now, your plan is to come back and throw a brick at my window. That's your plan. This is what's going on. It's this envy and shame, and there's going to be a lot more of it. Because it used to be, back in the day father would be walking his son down the sidewalk and you'd see a guy go by in a Rolls Royce and the father would say, there goes Mr. Jenkins. Look up to him. 
That guy works hard. That guy built a company. That guy built an empire. Now look at him. He's got his Rolls Royce. He's driving up the hill. But what do we do now? Now it's like, oh, look at him. He look at him. Does he so need that great. car? Yeah. Why does he need that car? I'm driving a fucking Chevette. Why does he get to drive that fucking car? You know, let's go up there and throw a rock at it. That ain't going to help you get out of the Chevette, ass douche. That's right. Get the douche fuck to work. Douche. And by the way, parents, society, we are creating a group of self-entitled monsters. Well, Knock it off. Right. And my, I'm wondering, all the parents that created this culture of ass douchery, were they, like, are they the ones who are feeling like, well, I was never... Uh, told I was special enough? Like, are they overcompensating for their childhood? Because now there's been, like, sort of a few generations that are aware of Dr. Spock and aware that kids have special emotional needs and et cetera. We started, you know, we have these weird swings in raising kids, and they're not very good. I mean, I grew up in the sort of 70s, just free to be me, you and me. Hey, man, if he doesn't want to learn to read, he doesn't have right to learn to, to read. Yeah, just just run wild, you know, free range, do your own thing, man. That whole hippie, do your own thing, yeah. it never fucking panned out. Mm -mm. And the super self-esteem building and just all this bullshit where we have to knock down a Christmas celebration, call it a holiday celebration so we don't offend the one kid whose parents are litigious or whatever. We fucked our society up royally. We've basically taken that one kid and empowered him. And we've got to stop because that's what all this is. It used to be that you looked – I'm not saying you took random rich guys and worshipped at their altar, but you took guys who built something and you said there's a guy who's accomplished something, not, well, why isn't he paying his fair share? I mean, when did that ever fucking come about? That guy paid in millions of dollars last year. You paid in shit, and you're pissed at him? Obviously, it doesn't make sense. Obviously, it's not a rational thought. It's shame-driven. And you want to extrapolate this. This is essentially what the terrorists do with us. They see us over here in our hot tubs, driving our big cars around, having our parties, turning on um, – Dude, big cars with hot tubs. Yeah, limos. stretch limos yeah. with hot tubs. Our chicks looking hot, fake boobies Blasting and bikinis and all that. And they're like, fuck it, Allah's going to take care of these guys. And then Allah doesn't take care of shit. And then they come down and blow our buildings up. It's this weird it, – it's, it's not – we think it's about religion or we think it's about, you know, uh, uh, cultures. It's, it's one culture can't live next to another culture that's thriving yeah. without getting pissed off envious, resentful, you then get shamed. And when you get shamed, there's two things you can do with shame. You can be shamed and go, I better get my shit together. Or you can be shamed and go, I'm going to tear that guy's shit down. And that's where we're at now. When you feel that shame, get your shit together. Leave my shit alone. Yeah, it's like global sibling rivalry. Thank you. That's what it is. It's old. It's as old as the Bible. That's the news. I'm Allison Rosen. <laughs> Adam Carolla. It's an it's, uh, what you just heard was Adam Carolla being interviewed uh, about it with his take on the Wall Occupy Wall Street and the entitlement um, uh, crowd out there. And yes, he cursed like a sailor. And in fact, it made me blush as a United States Marine. In fact. The foul language was so substantial that it brought back memories of my time as a young Marine. It was 
it was actually for me it was funny, but for a lot of people who don't like a lot of foul language, you know, don't pay attention to that part. Get to the part where you know there's a whole lot of uh, wealth envy here. Listen to this. As I grew up, I watched the Colbys, Dynasty, Dallas, shows like that. Imagine a young man growing up watching these shows. Mom and Dad fully said, hey, it's cool. Watch the shows. You like them. Yeah, they watched too. Hey, it was a family thing. We never sat around thinking, wow, Blake has too much stuff. Blake has all these fine cars. Blake Carrington has all these riches. J.R. talking about destroying this person and that person. J.R. is filthy rich. Every single member of the Dallas household has a Mercedes-Benz. Even young J.R. Jr. They had the nice pool, all the cattle. It was great. We didn't sit around the television saying... These white folks have too much stuff. Why don't I have some of that swag that Whitey has? How unfair is it that I'm sitting here in my modest home? My mom has and dad have two cars. Yeah, nice cars too, but why don't, why don't we have some of that jack? It's so unrealistic. Here I am, a little black boy, sitting in my house. I can never hope. Never dream of having all these riches like the Colbys and Blake and JR because the world works against me because I'm black. I'll never get any of these fine riches. No, we didn't sit around the TV thinking that. We sat around watching these shows thinking, I'm going to get some of that. Let's see. Yeah, I may have to destroy a a couple of folks. I may have to work hard and get a good education. Because most of the folks in these shows come from good schools. I may have to really put in long hours. Because most of them work well into the night on these TV shows. I may have to sacrifice family and friends. Because that's what they're doing on the show. But I'm going to get some of these goodies. I'm going to get some of those riches. I always thought that way. My sisters and brothers thought that way. When we grow up, we're going to have Mercedes-Benz, and we're going to have buildings named after us. I'm going to have the the Ewing Oil Building or the Jones Oil Building. And I'm going to drive around in a Mercedes-Benz, and we're going to live like this, and we're going to be wearing tuxedos to bed. They're all wearing tuxedos. Every Every single episode, even when they're out on the golf course, they're in a tux. I got to get myself a tux. That's how we thought. But we have, but we were growing up in the 60s and 70s. Now children are growing up and they're thinking, why do these folks have all this stuff? They've got too much stuff. I want some of that. But they should give me some because they've got too much. And they should share. They should share some of their wealth with me. Because they have a lot, and I don't have much. Work for it? I don't think so. Why should I have to work hard to get some goodies 
when all I can do, all I really need to do is just, they just need to turn over some of theirs. That's what Adam Carolla was talking about. When you and I grew up Southern, when you and I grew up David, when, when we grew up, there were winners. And there were losers. And oftentimes, I was on the losing side. I don't watch baseball to this very day because I sucked at it as a kid. I don't watch basketball because I'm no good at that either. I was no good at these things as as a kid. I sucked all to be damned. So I don't have anything to do with those things. There would be ne- there would never be a point where I would get a trophy for losing. So now I have the mentality that I need to earn what I get. No one's going to give me something simply because I exist. And they have and I should have what they have. But the children who are growing up nowadays believe that they're entitled to what someone else has simply because they're breathing air. Give me some of your stuff because that's how I grew up. I grew up getting a trophy in Little League simply for playing the game. I grew up getting a trophy in soccer simply because I played, not because I put forth any effort not because I went out and won and worked hard. Cyber City, have my $10,000 handy, please. And no checks. I do have a credit card processing deal on my website or PayPal, but I will not accept any checks from you, Cyber City. No, nothing personal. Because Cyber City bet me that the media blackout in Georgia, where Obama's not going to be put on the ballot in Georgia, is going to go, she says, is going to go all the way to the Supreme Court. And ultimately, the federal government will decide whether Obama will be on the ballot in the great state of Georgia. Yeah, we'll see how that works. Yes, I have had a great deal of espresso, and I love it. I'm digging it. The only thing keeping me awake. But you know what? With that $10,000 that I'm going to win from you, Cyber City, I'm going to buy myself. I'm headed. You know where I'm headed? I'm headed to to Williams-Sonoma. And I'm going to get some new cutlery. And I'm going to get some new, some new, uh, some new pots and pans. And I'm going to get... A, another espresso machine, but this one's for the other house, for the house in Georgia. In your honor, I'm going to place the espresso machine that I'm going to buy with your money in my house in Georgia. Because I grew up watching Dynasty and the Colbys and JR, and they got a lot of houses when I grew up. And so growing up, I thought, I'm going to get myself a couple of nice pads too. See how that works? I didn't grow up thinking that, wow, what is JR going to do with three houses? 
He can only live in one at a time. He should give one of those houses to the homeless so they'll have a house to live in. He should rent out one of those houses to a Section 8 couple with their 17 kids. And, of course, mom has no dad in the house. Why is Jr. living in such a fine house when he can rent that house out to some unfortunate black folks who didn't go to college, who were too lazy to study, who were too lazy to go out and get a decent job, who spend most of their time blaming Whitey for every problem they've ever had, and who now live on public assistance, food stamps, and live in Section 8 housing. And it's not their fault. It's a circumstance of birth. They were born black and thus weren't expected to achieve much anyway. So they decided that they weren't going to. That's what Adam Carolla was talking about during that that uh, that rant that was laced with profanity. Forget the profanity. It was all about the message. And the message is, we live in a world where people want something for nothing. That's what it's all about. The cybersecurity right in the chat room. That's why we've been in a trade deficit since the 70s. We import more than we export because Doc Jones needs more than one espresso maker. That's why. And, and don't forget, Cyber City, I have three houses. I have one in South Florida, one in Georgia, and one in beautiful Old Town Alexandria. So I'm going to need not one more new espresso machine, but two. And I'm not talking about the one you get from, from uh, Bed Bath & Beyond for 150 bucks. I'm talking a fifteen, sixteen, seventeen hundred dollar espresso machine. The kind with all the brass the uh, uh pipes and stuff coming out of it. You know, it's like three feet tall. Oh yeah. That's what I'm talking but hey, enough about me and my espresso habit. Do you understand where we're coming from here? Everybody not everybody. A lot of people want something for nothing. And that's not what it's all about. It's about working hard and achieving on your own. Now, our illustrious deity in chief seems to think that we shouldn't have to make it on our own. That he will help us. That the government will help us. That we shouldn't be left to do our own thing, that we shouldn't be left alone. We need his help because he is, after all, godlike. The government should help us. Well, I want to thank everybody for coming back and listening again tonight after my brief hiatus. I promise I won't do that again. I wanted to talk a little bit about the media blackout in on the Obama uh, Georgia ballot case, and I read an interesting article in the American Thinker, which is where I get a lot of my material from, by the way. 
So what I'm going to go ahead and do is put up the link in the chat room, and maybe one of my blog talk brethren, my my peers, will take up this issue uh, sometime this week. If not, I'll I'll try to get to it. You know, maybe Wednesday. But tomorrow night we have a great show coming up. It's a trifecta once again. It'll be me and Tesla, the G Ski 2020, David Graham, and then. Oh yeah, Jermaine is coming up. It's going to be great. I'm going to play it, play it for you just this one, one, play it for you before we head on out of here. And uh, hopefully you'll be here tomorrow night to uh, to check it out. I'm going to Disney World. Oh, I'm going to Disney World. I'm going to go to Disney World. Well, not really, but I am going to be listening to three fantastic radio shows during the Florida primary all-night special. Listen to the election results, analysis, and insightful political dialogue from Tesla, Doc Jones, David Graham, G-Ski Rocks, and GGT on Tuesday night, January 31st from 7 p.m. until 1 a.m. A six-hour marathon of real results from real conservatives featuring three fantastic conservative radio shows on Blog Talk Radio. Your primary analysis begins at 7 p.m. with the dean of Blog Talk Radio, Tesla, and his socialism is not an option, with commentary from Doc Jones of the Situation Report radio show. Next up at 9 p.m. will be David Graham and G. Ski Rocks of 2020 Radio, who will be bringing us the middle evening results and an accurate picture of what is happening during the Florida primary. And completing the final results at 11 p.m. will be G.G.T. of the conservative prime time show. He'll give the final analysis and great commentary conclusions to close out the evening. You won't need to go to Disney. Just listen to Tesla, Doc Jones, Dave, G-Ski, and G-G-T on Tuesday night, January 31st, 2012, for the Florida Primary All-Night Special, right here on Blog Talk Radio. All right. Oh, and don't forget Southern Sense. I'm Annie. glad you came to yeah. visit. Yeah. It's yeah. a beautiful day. Southern Sense and uh, and uh, and Jermaine uh, are going to be hosting the show right after uh, 2020 and uh, and David Graham. Uh, don't forget that. Uh, it's going to be great. I forgot. I didn't know that Southern was going to be with uh, with David, so check that out, too. It's going to be a great night tomorrow night. I am so excited and looking forward to it. Once again, thank everybody for listening. Hey, head on over to 2020 Radio Network right here and right now and check these guys out. They're great. I'm headed there right now. Have a great night, everyone. Thank you so much. God bless you. When you walk through the garden, God bless the United States. you got to watch your back. Well, I beg your pardon. Walk the straight and narrow track. If you walk with Jesus, He's gonna save your soul. You gotta keep the devil way down in the hole. He's got the fire and the fury. 
Well, you don't have to worry If you hold on to Jesus' hand We'll all be safe from Satan When the thunder rolls We just gotta keep the devil Way down in the hole
Blog Talk Radio.